Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand, a show where two Irish Egypts give their two Irish Egypts opinions on movies, uh, games, and pretty much anything that passes us by. My name's Daniel. This is Owen. Say hello, Owen. Hello. Yeah, he's full of energy today, folks. <laughs> yep. He's reverberating. I sure am. Um, but yes, look, you're all very welcome back to which is now season two, episode two. Uh, hope you enjoyed the first episode of the season and hope that you tuned in for a little new segment. Let us know what you think about that. Well, yes, uh, today we are going to review a movie that's very close to both of our hearts, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Owen nodded. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a damn, yep. it's a damn yeah, good movie. It, it's a damn good movie. Um, probably my favorite Heath Ledger movie. Though I have not watched Brokeback Mountain, which I heard is fantastic acting wise with him. Neither have I. Yeah, it's a shame. We well, should actually. I don't. I mine might be Ten Things I Hate About You. Really, I love that movie. Yeah, I. That, it's a curious movie because we watched this um, during lockdown with yeah. a few friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit, but it was so much not Heath Ledger to me. I have like a very kind of solid idea of who Heath Ledger is, and that movie kind of swings me like out of focus. Really? Because he's a bit of a prick in it. Yeah, he's the bad boy. Yeah, but he doesn't, I don't know, this is the, apparently that just doesn't seem as a bad boy. <laughs> really? His most famous role is, is as a villain. Yeah, but I wouldn't call the you Joker call, a bad get, boy. You don't think the Joker's a bad boy? That's exact. That's all he yeah. is. Now. Yeah, he he said he's the bad boy of the band. You know, if it's a boy band, he'd be the bad boy. Yeah, d- yeah, yeah, definitely. That's one hundred percent what it is. Is it? Yeah. The modern modern current era Joker is like the evil BTS member. Oh, I thought you were going to say modern era boy bands have like no, Joker no, no, fan no. members. No, no, no. <laughs> they're they're go- yeah, they're bringing back the like Spice Burger, Spice Burger, Spi- Spice Girls thing. Spice Burger, oh, like, I love a Spice Burger. Yeah. Named after different things, and every member in a boy band now is named after a comic book villain. Oh, okay, yep. I can't wait for Magneto. Although he's an anti-villain kind of thing at this stage, isn't he? Anti-hero. Is, is there such thing as anti-villain? No Should, are they the same thing? Are they kind of just meeting in the middle? I don't know. I don't know either. But look, here we're doing um, A Knight's Tale. Uh, quick rundown of it. Uh, written and directed by Brian Helgeland, which sounds like a country where our hero in this story may have come from. <laughs> mm. uh, he's, he's done a, a, quite a few, you know, cool things. Man on Fire. Um, that's a great movie. Um, 42, I believe, is a baseball um, yep. movie. I yeah, haven't watched it. Not it's, a, it's really, really good. Is it? It's Chadwick Boseman playing Jackie Robinson, yeah. first black baseball player. Oh, yeah, well, I know Jackie Robinson, yeah. That's how, that's how 
big of a person he yeah, was. That really, someone who's not really, interested in... Yeah, really good movie. Also <laughs> shares a cast member with a nice tail, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Is, do you want to tell us? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. He plays a super racist baseball coach, I think, in 42. Oh. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's a good movie. Does though. he do a good, good job movie. of being racist? Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. He's not like Jackie Robinson's okay. coach. He's like the he's in not he's in it for like a couple of scenes, but it's a really big scene yeah. of it's him. He's like the coach of the opposing team and he's like shouting racist stuff at Jackie Robinson trying to throw him off and stuff. If I remember huh. or too correctly, please correct me if I am wrong, but I'm 98% certain it's Alan Tudyk. And I think he was ginger. You know what, in it. You know what I've got to say like fair play for actors for doing that because I don't think I could make myself even act like that in front of a camera I'd be like that's gonna fucking <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's yeah it's gonna be tough I was, I'm sure some actors then again Alan Tudyk is a gem yep. and <laughs> yep yeah so that's the good side um, but, of Brian Helgeland yeah yeah absolutely he has a very very uh, bad side um well you can tell me about that not the, uh, he, no he in terms of his filmography not as a person but he he wrote the, yeah he wrote the darren shan movie the adaptation oh of okay Beautiful. but i'm sure there was studio involvement there that was that know. seems like be one of those properties that get taken over by the studio and they just have a random director on there just that look just make the film yeah. um and then he was in la he wrote la confidential as well mm, yep Won the Oscar for um, which is a fantastic. It's yep. really Mystic, great. He wrote he wrote Mystic River too, which is which is also a really good movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so then you know we have Heath Ledger, um, who's uh, believe it or not, like this is one of his big breakout movies, really. A Night's Tale. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't known big for that. Obviously, sadly, quite a short career. But we said already, Brokeback Mountain, um, The Dark Knight. Which one is it? The name of the second one? The Dark Sorry, Knight. It's, it's not The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and like you mentioned, uh, like he, he he had a short career, but God, he could play characters really well. Yeah, he was a fantastic actor. To be fair, yeah, to him. really. Like, a lot of there, there. You would sometimes hear an argument in some places that his. It's one of those cases where, like, perhaps his death increased his, like, popularity or his fame or whatever. But I yeah. think any plaudits he gets for acting are well deserved. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, then we have uh, so he plays William Thatcher. He is the main role in this movie, and you know, young man who wants to be a knight and all this kind of stuff. And his um, one of his pals, um, Roland, is played by Mark Addy. Gods, he uh, was full... strong then. <laughs> I do want to go first with that one, but yeah, he was in Game of Thrones. He he was the old king. Um, I'm not as versed in Game of Thrones as most people, so I don't remember the name. Robert Baratheon. But, uh, yeah, Baratheon, yeah, yeah. Ah, he was brilliant in that. I love him. Yeah. Um, he was in The Full Monty. Um, great movie as well. Uh, he was in Flintstones. Ah. Viva Rock Vegas. Those are the three. I knew that, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. I was like, I know Mark Addy, I know him Game of Thrones, I know he was in the Full Monty, yeah. even though I don't think I've even seen the Full Monty. And I was like, is there a third one? And as soon as you said the Flintstones, I saw, yeah. instantly saw him as Fred. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The live movie. action Flintstones are weird <laughs> because they had them so close to each other, but then like a massive cast recasting. 
Yeah, because what's his face played Fred in the other in one of them, didn't he? Um, Newman, uh, heavy fella. Um, yep. Oh, fantastic actor! I'm so sorry, John Goodman. John Goodman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, don't know why John Goodman is a brilliant actor. Um, but yeah, it's weird that they just swapped him out that quickly, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, then we have uh, the villain of the piece, uh, Rufus Sewell or Sewell. Do you know how to pronounce that? Sewell. I do not. Yeah. Okay. Rufus Sewell. <laughs> Rufus Sewell. Um, he what he played it. Um, he was main act character in Dark City. Um, fantastic movie. If you're into movies like The Matrix, that was definitely where some inspiration was taken. Uh, the Illusionist, really great, and Crown Prince Leopold. Uh, like he's been look. He's just a really fantastic. I think it's his face. His face is such a unique, like darker featured look to it that he just fits into those roles. Saying that he wasn't mm-hmm. the villain in Dark City, but still, yeah. really, like I, I recognize him distinctly from something other than Knight's Tale, but I can't yeah. quite put my finger on what it is. I think it yeah. might be the holiday. But okay. I'm not 100% sure, but I know for I've definitely there's a movie I've seen a bunch of times that he's in, but I can't. I've been sitting here thinking about it. I'm not sure. Um, then our lovely Smith, uh, Jocelyn, played by Shanine Sosamon. Sosamon, I believe it is. Shannon. Shannon. Shanine. Sosamon. Sosamon, okay. I, it, it's, it's not how we spell Shannon. It's not how we spell Shannon. <laughs> um, she's been in, you know, some interesting um, smaller movies. Uh, Risk Cutters, A Love Story, um, Wayward Pines, and Rules of Attraction. Uh, hmm? Wayward Pines is a TV show. Oh, Wayward Pines, sorry, yes. Emily um, Shyamalan TV show. Yeah. She's also in yeah. the worst rom-com ever of all time, ever, in the history of ever, period, ever. Do you want to blast us with? 40 Days and 40 Nights is the worst rom-com ever. It's okay. terrible. Uh, genuinely and awful. You should listen to um, Owen. He he's the expert on. No, I'm, I mean this sincerely. It's a movie that, like, when it came out, it came out during the time of like American Pie and all those kind of saucy, racy rom com things. And, yeah. Ooh, we're rom com, but we got titties, whatever. But the the climax, if you will. So Forty <laughs> Days and Forty Nights is about a guy who gives up sex and oh, masturbation and Lent, yeah. and to the point where he starts hallucinating and stuff, and then for some reason his crazy ex-girlfriend hears about it and she's like I'm gonna make him fail for some reason and the movie culminates in her um, ex- doing she, stuff that he wasn't she, up to doing uh, yes mm-hmm. yes let's keep it at that yeah um, and that's, okay, that's, that's terrible. it's terrible it's awful I rewatched okay. it like um, recently and I was shocked at how like yeah it's terrible yeah, but that fits into that that bro things like <laughs> nice. Is that like older nineties two thousands culture? That's thankfully kind of yeah. dying off now. Yeah, no, no, not to say Shannon yeah. Shannon Sossman doesn't have really anything to do with the movie being bad, but no, no, like yeah. <laughs> um, then we have Paul Bettany, um, you know, massive name now, especially known for playing Vision in Marvel, um, you know, and rightfully so uh, for a person who. Before they had the TV series, um, had like one movie and showed up a little bit in other ones. He kind of defined himself very quickly and very endearing to me, at least. Um, he has been in 
obviously other movies like Master and Commander, which is a movie I need to watch. It's, it's like been staring yeah, at me good. from the corner of a room saying, yeah. watch me, bitch. It's good. It's long. It's long <laughs> yeah. as fuck. It's, re- it's yeah. a very long movie, but it's good. Yeah. And he's been in A Beautiful Mind as well. And um, Martin Call, he, he's, he's a very accomplished actor. And it's a movie where he plays a guy who kills angels or something. Or he is an angel and he ki- Is it Legion or something it's called? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's either like a priest who fights demons or he's an angel who kills, I don't know, it's something weird. It's a weird movie. Priests. An angel who kills an priests. An angel yeah, who kills it. priests. Yep. That's what it is. I think it's that one. <laughs> Fuck you, theology. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, then we have Laura Fraser as Kate, the love romance, or as I like to call the fucking bitch in this movie. Uh, who? Laura. It's not Kate. Oh no, have I got Kate, it wrong? Kate is the blacksmith, oh, I think. Sorry. Shannon, Shannon Sosman, Princess Jocelyn. Is Jocelyn, sorry. Yeah. I said blacksmith for her and you walked right past it. Did you? No, you <laughs> yeah. said you called her You called her Jocelyn because I remember. No, before you, I, before I oh, said. Oh, you said the blacksmith like, Jocelyn. Yeah, did you? Oh, I only heard Jocelyn. So there you go. Yeah, uh, you? sorry folks. Uh, then we have, um, yeah, the blacksmith who is a wonderful character played by uh, Laura. Uh, Fraser. Um, she was in Better Call Saul. She was in Breaking Bad. And she was in The Missing, I believe. And then we have Anna Tudyk, who's arguably the funniest thing in this entire movie. He plays what? And look, you probably know Alan Tudyk. He played K2SO in Star Wars. He was an iRobot. And for the most important part, he was in Firefly, which is oh, again... Oh, Firefly, all right. I thought you were going to say um, his seminal role as Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, he's quite Arr. good in that. I, I mean, he's quite good, but Arr. I still feel like <laughs> I prefer this role in Moana. <laughs> what did you think of his role in Moana? Like, everyone <laughs> listening to this knows this role in Moana, yeah? Oh, God. Steve the pirate. What was his response again? The chicken. No one. <laughs> yeah. He, where did he study again? What's that clip? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he it's a very like um well to do acting college. And <laughs> he's just like he's making chicken noises for this entire movie. He's just I studied oh, here. He, yeah, he went to like Juilliard or something. Yeah, Juilliard, crazy. yeah. And now he's voicing he's got he's going through his animal phase recently because he, he did like yeah. the chicken in Moana, he's he took took the, the animal in Raya and the Last Dragon, and oh. he did uh, Iago in the live-action Aladdin. Yeah. I so. didn't realize he played the robot, an iRobot. Yeah, me either, until recently. It doesn't seem like a role that be for him, because he's a little bit more... Yeah, he does, a lot, of, he does a lot of voice work. Like, he's voiced Superman in movies. Oh, he's more of a voice actor yeah. than he's yeah. Um, yeah, a yeah. bass actor, I guess <laughs> is the name word. But yeah, um... I guess that's the start of this movie and let's get into the next section and talk about it. Right, look, William Thatcher, played by Heath Ledger, is a kid born in poverty who always wanted to be a knight. And, you know, one day... Like, he sees a knight walking down the road, and he says, I'd like to be a knight someday, and some lad in the says, you'll never will be a knight. 
what are you on about? You're a Thatcher. You'll never get there. And his father's just like, don't listen to him. You know, you choose your stars. You make your own destiny. Right. And his dad obviously cares for him and hands him over to a knight. And, you know, Heath grows up with his two friends, Mark and Watts. And they're, what are they? I suppose, serfs to a knight who goes around doing jousting tournaments. Yeah, they're his, they're the, his squires. Squires, I Sir, suppose. Yeah, Sir yeah. Hector. So technically, don't squires need to be of noble blood as well? Sir Hector. Not always, no. No? Okay. If Sorry, you I... if you are you can uh, those of noble blood can squire for a knight for a period of time in st- preparation for becoming a knight themselves, I think. But you oh, can right. be just a squire forever. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Also, Which his name is of... Sir Hector. Like no Sir H. Hector. I Hector, thought I yeah. honestly thought it was Sir Hector and Mark Addy just doesn't use H's, he's just Sir Hector. But it's actually there's no H. It's just yeah. Hector. <laughs> But so what what they do basically when they're going around all these places for tournaments and all that is the knight goes, makes the money, you know, he kind of spits it amongst them. But one day uh, he get the knight gets a bit drunk and sits down and they find him and he's dead. And William sees his opportunity, dons the armor and goes on a merry tour of tournaments followed by bombastic rock music and slowly brings his prestige up. You know, um, he um, at one stage jousts the, what's it, the Black Prince, Edward? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edward the Black Prince of Wales. Yeah, and he showed him actually a bit of a kindness because they decided to, um, like, they were going to make a draw because, you know, he was injured and they, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But or no, they found out Edward was part of the tournament and it was meant to be a secret because Edward wants to take part. But then they went, oh, no, I can't do that. He's the prince. But then when it comes to William, William's like, no, let's fucking do it. And the prince respects that in a big, big way. Like, you knew, you know, you knew it was me and still you rode. It is not in me to withdraw. Yeah, we had the sound effects today. Um. <laughs> that was a clip from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I really liked one thing about the music is they didn't just choose the music because, ha lovely queen music and rock music, this is cool, which it is. It's very cool. I love it. But um, the director was thinking, like, usually when you see, like, medieval stuff, they'll put music on off the time, but it means nothing to us. All it do- that music does is make us think, oh, yeah, this is olden times. It doesn't give the passion, the excitement. So they said, okay, we're going to choose music from now and explain like why these moments are important with the music goes with it and how the people react to the music as well, which I, is actually a pretty neat way of doing things. You know, especially in a very like, non-historically accurate movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... It- I guess on a surface level, it is, it's quite a flashy choice to be like, yeah. all right, we're making it, it's set like just, you know, 14th century Europe. Yeah. It's right after the Black Plague, everybody's blah, blah, blah. But also we're going to put modern music in it and Robbie Williams is going to make a cameo and all this crap. So on its surface, it's like, do you just doing this so you can sell the soundtrack? 
Like, yeah. Separately, because the soundtrack's got it's like Queen, David Bowie, Eric Clapton, ACDC, Tin Lizzy, yeah. and the biggest rock star of them all, Robbie Williams. Uh, Is Robbie Williams in it? I, I can't remember. It's, I I think he makes a cameo. I know for a fact it was Robbie Williams and Queen. So Brian May and the rest of Queen, like it was, wasn't just Robbie. It was them and yeah. covered "We Will Rock You." And I know I remember distinctly the music video for that single was Robbie Williams and the rest of Queen dressed like they were like at the fucking Ren Fair or something. They were in like yeah. the pub from a night's tale, like performing live. But I can't remember if that happens in. I don't. I don't know. But anyway. Robbie Williams. Uh, yeah, so I don't remember the um, the date exactly. And another little interesting fact is uh, Chaucer in this, Paul, played by Paul Bettany, um, historians don't have a record for one year of his life, so they decided to set this film in that year, which yes. is just... Yeah, the... Mm, the that's there's, a, there's a commentary <laughs> track for this movie with Paul Bettany and Brian Helgeland, the director. Yeah. And the director actually says that in his mind... This movie is Chaucer's. This is like this is what he did, and afterwards Chaucer went home and wrote the Canterbury Tales. Yeah, because I think isn't like the last thing he says is like, yeah, at the end of the movie, like, this. Well, I bet yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to write a book, or finish my book, or off yeah. write a book or something like that. Yeah, but I think he says something like, "I will take a note of this," and like the first chapter in the Canterbury Tales is like, "I shall take a note," or something along the lines of that. Yeah, the first book of the Canterbury Tales yeah. is called The Knight's Tale. Then oh, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. that see, yeah, that's cool. the thing it's that interesting, like, like, yeah. most people watching that movie, they're not even going to think about. It. We didn't it's, think about it that this, much. This is the kind of like slightly skewed like alternate history thing I can get behind, rather than like everything nowadays is like, what if the Soviet Union blew up the moon? What <laughs> if the Nazis took over America? And it's like, I yeah, but. What I want to watch the first one you mentioned. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's like... I, I, I kind of half twisted it. It's from the um, that Apple TV show for all mankind, which is about if the USSR got to the yeah, moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. What if they blew up the moon? I actually have to watch more of that. That's it's great. I've serious. actually I've yeah. only watched like the first six episodes or something, but it's, it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really well made. Uh, very interesting how they time things in it. But yes, um... So we have uh, William, and he's taken on persona, and he's gone across. And he's the big thing is he's lying about his ancestry because Chaucer has decided to fake his documents, which is amazing how easily you could probably fake things back then. Yeah. If you just had a person who could write well, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, most, but I suppose not yeah, everyone could write well. So. Most people couldn't write at all. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. just like, oh, even the people checking it might not have they yeah. just see something on a page and go, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like from um, Parks and Recs when um, Ron Swanson gives like the note to the guy in the park and just says, I can do what I, I want. Original yeah, <laughs> That's pretty much what it yeah. is. I think there's what actually is? the moment the moment when Chaucer like presents the two like steward guys or whatever at the first tournament and he has like Sir Ulrich's uh, family history or whatever. He's yeah. gone like way over the top with it too. He yeah. like, presents them with like, <laughs> yeah. I've got his lineage going back six thousand <laughs> years or yeah. something, and they're just like, oh, they, we don't only need the most recent one. Yeah, like, oh, okay, dude. I'm not even going to yeah. bother looking at all this paper. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, brilliant. Uh, yes. So while he's there on his first tournament, he comes across this beauty. Walking in the streets, into the church, and all kind of, he follows it along. Um, interesting fact: uh, when the horse walks into the church, um, 
that noise was made by Brian Helgeland in his garage with coconuts on the floor to do the hoof noises. Oh, so he, he didn't. Yeah. He couldn't. Couldn't be asked hiring a foley artist. I think he just wanted to do as much of that as possible. He really wrote and directed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this. I think he spent all of. I think he spent too much of his budget on like the props. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Because he had yeah, all, yeah. all of the lances are like real, and they like they specially built these lances to explode on impact, and it was like real, yeah. real stunt riders that just hit each other with them, and they were made to just go. Pop. Yeah, there was actually only even just one injury on set when it came to the jousting, and it was one of the, I think one of the directors, because I don't think he just did purely alone. He's just the the main director, and he he got his two front teeth knocked out. Heath Ledger, and he had to wait like a month for it to heal, and then have surgery done on it. And it was the only, um, like injury on set. How did he knock? Which them is out? amazing. He, like he just pushed like it. No, no, like when they're jousting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, pretty fucking severe. Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you know, William Thatcher, being the young man he is, falls in love with this one who. I think he'd do better. And he goes on tournaments across Europe, um, France, uh, England, probably other countries. I don't necessarily remember. <laughs> and after a while, um, I, she kind of tests his love. And the test is, are you willing to lose for me? Right. And he gets he 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 like he's willing to like get beaten up really badly until she just goes like oh it's okay go see win now <laughs> she's like it's just it's I hate her I really hate this character like she's just not cool like I just look at poor Williams like dude like you can aim higher really she's manipulative but she's a princess. Is she even, isn't she like a dame or a lady or something? She's the Princess Jocelyn. I think she's, they call her the princess, I think, in the movie. She's also married to the church, so. Yeah, she's a nun. Best to look there, pal. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, he does. Yeah, I mean, he does. He gets. Yeah, okay, yes. (laughs) Um, But look, um, there's a lot of great performance. What's my um, favorite performances in this? Oh, Paul Bettany's Chaucer steals the whole fucking thing for me. It, like yeah. top, top to bottom, not to say like not to do a disservice to anybody else in the movie, but his Chaucer's introductory speeches for whenever William is about to joust or anything are my favorite thing in the movie. I think they're just incredible. Yeah. It's just the lo- way he delivers them, or as well, is just perfection. I really love the first one and the last one, but they do such a different tone because at the first one, it's all about the performance. It's all a lie trying to, you know, bring his prestige up and, oh, he's such an amazing knight, you know, he was in Jerusalem and all this kind of stuff, like. But the last one is so sincere when he says, look, he's one of you. You know, he, 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 he's an actual hero. He's a good man. It's just, yeah, it make, gives me tingles up my spine thinking about it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah, I agree with you. I... I think w- one of my favorite scenes is actually um, when Prince Edward um, finds William in the stocks 
and you see all the, the, the London people are like throwing, you know, cabbage at him and mocking him and slapping across the head and all this kind of stuff. And Prince Edward just comes in and everyone just shuts up because he's the fucking prince. <laughs> and he just comes up to William and says, like, if I knew nothing else of you, well, he says, like, your men love you. If I knew nothing else of you, that would be enough. But you also was a duck when you should tilt, and that is not you too. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that whole, I don't know, I don't know why it's that one scene. I think it's a lot of what um, Heath Ledger's face, because he's literally young boy face going, Oh, I'm becoming a knight. Oh. I just, I just love that line. Your men love you. If I knew nothing else about you, that would be enough. You know? Um, Alan Tudyk, um, his um, anger problems, I suppose is the best way to say it. Um, where he starts with um, some abuse, and he's obviously trying to make the abuse bigger and bigger, but it gets so big that he has no words left. And <laughs> he just goes, PAIN! Mark Addy as Roland. I think he, in a lot of ways he's kind of like the grumpy heart of this movie. Like, he obviously wants better for William. Uh, he wants t- him to have a better life and he always says, you know, God love you. <laughs> because no one else will. Yeah, he's a bit like the dad. Yeah, he is kind of the dad, Times. yeah. Mm. But I like when that all gets turned around at the end. Um, God love you, and so do I. And he kind of just comes to defend him. It's just, mm. it's very nice. Uh, then we have um, Kate, who is the blacksmith. Uh, we've, all we really know is that she had a husband and then became a blacksmith. And she's lovely as well. Like, um, it's a nice little gag about the Nike marks on the armor. Yeah, I. She's grand. She's yeah. She's not in it much, really. No. She um. I suppose her biggest scene is like trying to teach them to dance, trying to teach William yeah. how to dance before he goes to the ball with Jocelyn. Um, yeah. Which for me, like that scene is again, kind of stolen by Chaucer and what? Yeah. <laughs> they just beat each other like off. A girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And, you know, the movie ends. Um, he beats um, Count Adamar, who is fantastic as well in this. Um, especially his mocking scenes that he has towards William in the prison cells. You've been measured, you've been weighed, and you've been found wanting. And, yeah, I, yeah, to, yeah. yeah, actually, Count Adamar is great, I think. Yeah. He's, he, he, um, he's a really villainous villain. Yeah, I suppose for most of it, and even when I like the fact that for a lot of the movie he's not there, and that's the main no. issue, is that yeah. like he beats William or Sir Ulrich the first time they meet, and from then on, William is like determined that he's doing everything. There's a sense of like not just for his own sense of self, but he's also doing it to prove to this dickhead that he can beat him. Yeah, that he's like I'm, and it, he. But this guy's away at war. He's not even competing. So William's just like, ah, oh, fuck. I, what's even the point anymore? Yeah. Like, I'm clearly better than everybody else here, but it means nothing if I can't prove it to this asshole. 
Um, so it's, it's interesting that it's not just like a constant, this guy is beating on him and picking on him and shit. He does it once and then leaves. Yeah. And it's such a sting for William's pride that he spends the rest of like the next whatever year or so determined yeah. to be like, to prove that he's better than this guy. Yeah. I think a part of it is also that, um, I think at one stage it was mentioned that he was trying to uh, get her hand in marriage, his love interest. And like, because he is a higher like knight and he can count, there could have been an arrangement for that to happen. You know? So I think there was also that, there was like competitiveness that this guy could take everything from you. One thing I'd say about the movie that I always find really weird is that that weird illusion thing that happens when he gets knocked off the horse at the end, Count Adamar, and he stops in midair looking up into the sky and you have like the four main characters coming up one at a time looking down and saying, you've been weighed, you've been measured and you have been found wanting. And it's just a weird direction because the movie doesn't do anything weird like that throughout the rest of it. And then he just falls. Like he just has a hallucination just before he hits the flower of these people. He probably doesn't even know that well. He, he knows William, but the rest like, Oh, he barely yeah, he barely even knows William. Like he's an, yeah. he's annoyed by him. Like initially he's yeah. he, he's mocking him. I think it because he's sitting beside Jocelyn in the stands and he's one of those. He's yeah. like, look at this idiot. His armor is so shit and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he's away and there's one scene where he like he's checking the results from all the tournaments he's missed and it's yeah, Ulrich, 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 and all this crap. Yeah. And then it's um. But that's kind of it. He's just more, it's like an annoyance for him. He's he's like, ugh. He's the, he's like, I guess in William's head, Adamar has all of the things that William has been fighting so hard to get or all the things he was, he's been told he can never have. He's, he's royal in a sense. He's knighted. He has land. He can have the princess if he wants her. He's really good at jousting. The people cheer yeah. for him. Because uh, he wins a lot, and it's all the shit that William, like, probably for a long time, even when he is winning, thinks he can't have. Because yeah. it's all a, it's a lie. Isn't it? Well, you know, it's yeah. publicly a lie. It's not a lie in his heart. No. No. Um, another lovely scene is when William comes back to find his father, who's blind. And, like, I don't know, it's just um, the actor, is, you know, Guys called Sean Thatcher, played by Christopher Casanova, and it's cheesy, but it's just it's just a really nice scene that you know he gets to see his father again after his father made sure that he could have a better life. And I don't know, I just thought it was a very it's a very sweet scene, and you know especially then, you know the only redeeming thing that Justin has done was find his dad and bring him to the tournament so that William can see him. <laughs> and then it was just like, see, okay. See him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's probably terrified. He's like, he's what's going he's, on? He's blind, Jocelyn, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I imagine it was more for William's sake than the father's. Yeah. It, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, that's well. There was really there was, uh, there was something I found interesting when I was reading this is that um, apparently this was news to me. Apparently this was a scandal uh, at the time, or not long after this movie came out. But so in the early two thousands, at some point, so there was a 
a critic, a film critic called David Manning, who supposed, right. who wrote for apparently. It was weird because he wrote for supposedly it was just like a small time newspaper thing, but his name and his you know when they take like a quote from a critic and put it on movie posters and stuff or like at the end of trailers yeah, yeah. being like Empire five stars or whatever and it's usually a lot of crap. But they, they movies uh, in particular a bunch of movies sequentially from Columbia Pictures kept putting David Manning and then a quote from him like David Manning the fucking I don't know the Galway Tribune or something like some tiny little newspaper in America. But they kept putting quotes from him on their movie posters. Right. It, it 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 came out, I think, not too long after A Knight's Tale came out. Um, and Because A, Knight, A Knight's Tale was one of the movies where it had this thing from David Manning on the movie posters that he wasn't real. He was a fake person. It was Ooh. some guy who worked in some marketing executive for Columbia Pictures made him up. He was just like, yeah, whatever. And he claimed afterwards that... Uh, I think he got away with it because he said it was like a pen name for himself or something. You know the way authors like write under different names or something. Sometimes I think that's yeah. how he was trying to like. That's how he was trying to like niggle his way out of it or whatever. But they Columbia Pictures. He just this marketing guy just was like plucked a name out of the air. And the paper he said he worked for was a real place, a real newspaper. Yeah. I think maybe that's why it came out because they were like, well, "There's nobody here by that name. We don't have a film critic working for us. We don't even review movies." We're a local newspaper in fucking Mississippi. What are you talking about? And yeah, God they put up this guy. He just was like, yeah, David Manning, that's his name. He's a film critic. And he just, they just planted it on a bunch of movie posters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Work? I'm not even sure. Did this movie do well when it came out? It did. This was, a, yeah, it did. This oh. movie, uh, box office wise, did um, pretty well, I think. It had, it grossed. Uh, like $120 million worldwide off like a 60 million, 60 odd million budget. So it didn't, it it's wasn't like, it wasn't a super smash hit, but it did yeah, well. Yeah, it was popular, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it, here's an interesting thing. Like, I think I watched, I, I saw a scene of this movie on like TV3 back in 2003. And it's just like night stuff. And it was like, I was, I was up very late watching it. I was about 13 years of age. And they had the boys at back in town playing over it and just like lots of night armor. And that was the only scene I can remember from that movie. I could remember nothing else until like 2015. I was just watching like television and the movie came up and I went, <gasps> you know, like, <laughs> I just like pointed, it's this movie. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Um, so obviously the music helped. Uh, the music worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah. the boys are back in town scene is, is pretty great. Fair. Yeah, yeah. But we did because uh, we we lived together in two thousand and fourteen, fifteen. Fourteen, yeah, about there, yeah. And we watched it then. We did. Um, we've I think at least one of us has watched it every year since. <laughs> to some yeah. degree, yeah. I can't remember the first. I'm. I think I feel like the first time I saw it was like on DVD, like maybe not long too long after it came out. Uh, I feel like I watched it with my cousin on DVD. I don't know. I think that feels right. And I remember liking mm. it, but it was never like, I wasn't like, oh my God, A Knight's Tale is my favorite movie or anything. But it yeah. always there was always something about it that I was always like, yeah, that, actually, yeah, I remember Knight's Tale. That was good. I liked that when I was a kid. Yeah. And I rewatched it. I was like, actually, I really liked this movie. This is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's just it's it's a one of those small movies that really sticks with you, and I think if it came out nowadays, it would probably would have been made into like a TV show. And to be honest, that would work because there's a lot of like 
time skips in the center of it was like, oh, we're at this tournament now, and we're at that tournament now. Like, you could have actually had more of a series going on there, like, you know? Yeah, they probably could do a... They probably still could, knowing the way yeah. movies are now. Be like, oh, no, Columbia Pictures are working on an... Does Columbia Pictures exist still? I think they... I don't know. A I Knight's Tale prequel, mid-cool spin-off thing where it's yeah. literally just William Thatcher and the guys going to different tournaments and... Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Count Adamar turns up every once in a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Jocelyn is played by Zendaya or somebody. Just just a CW maker. He knows what's for. Heath Ledger <laughs> is recast with like Tom Holland or somebody. That would work actually or really D- well. Or, no, or like Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Somebody I like that. I can see more Tom Holland. Tom Holland would work really well with that. He has that stupid kid face. Yeah. No offense, Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very handsome young yeah, man. Well, if you'll excuse me, Dan, I need to write, I need to send an email to Columbia Pictures. Um, so <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back shortly. Yeah, look, just, 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 get, just get a certain amount of interest on the profits for just, the podcast. Just get, me in the, just get me in the room with those execs. I'll sell them on a nice oh, tale. Could you imagine, like, you know, like the intro with all the, like, film houses showing up and then it's just sure it'll be Grant. So. Just our logo on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. at the end of it. And be like, oh, what studio is that? It's like, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's probably how it's going to go. I, I'll be surprised if there's not like some stupid ass movie doesn't have like a fucking banner from the Joe Rogan podcast stuck at I'd be surprised if it hasn't already happened. Yeah, you're or probably something right. Like, or they'll have I did I, Twitch streamer. <laughs> why do I, I feel like why do I feel like some move somebody did it with cinema sins already? Oof, that they stuck like God. a they not like a cinema no, because cinema sins wouldn't obviously they don't release their videos till the movie is out on yeah. Blu-ray or whatever. But I feel like they put something in the tagline of the movie that it was like the uncinable or something along those lines. And it was clearly directed at, like, CinemaSins to say, yeah, fucking nitpick this one, you asshole. Yeah. And also, CinemaSins, yes, it is an asshole uh, channel. It's anyone who's still into it, I'd have to. Like, why? It's not, like... I know he's not an asshole. He's, he's playing a gig. He's doing a certain character. It's a it's, certain type of game. But it's, it's not good. Yeah, it's, like, un, not like unbeknownst to them, or, like, unintentionally, I would probably say, like, they were doing their thing, and it was funny, and it was supposed yeah. to be funny. He was supposed to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm nitpicking stupid little Same things. bingo. Like, you know what like. I mean? But that has become, it's had such a weird influence on current film criticism that that's yeah. what film, it's become that. It's like, a, yeah. look at us. Every sin is actually seen as a, yeah, it's like yeah, these things that people, thing to do. people like, don't know what? what. Yeah, like, people don't know, they don't really understand what plot holes actually are anymore. It's just no. like, it's some little thing that they, that, they don't understand in the movie or something. They're like, ha, 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 the director forgot that in this scene he said this thing. And it's like, that's, but the movie doesn't, that's not a plot hole. Yeah. That's, sure, yeah. it might be a little a little error in continuity or something, but the, yeah, whole, all the movie Yeah, the context would have been handy, but <laughs> like, it makes, still the movie, makes sense that The happened. movie doesn't fall apart just because yeah. you called that guy Rick when two minutes earlier he called yeah. him John. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Anyway. Especially the the Dark Knight, though. Uh, sorry, what? Um... <laughs> Well, yeah, let, hey, let's go on to our uh, Jesus moment. Uh, pretty much uh, Paul Bettany and Unity for me, yeah. 
Oh, his, the, nu- the nudity? Yeah, the nudity. There was a oh, lot of pale, pale Paul oh, Bettany Paul nudity. Bet- in this. Naked ass. When did the, the Da Vinci Code come out? 2004? I don't know. Paul oh, he was naked in that too. He's he's more naked, some would say, in that. Yeah. He's not, um, he you know what's more. really interesting? <laughs> that was his first day on set, and he did it in front of a, a whole crowd of extras. Well, fair fucks to him. Yeah, there's fucking confidence because I'm going to tell you, no. <laughs> I would let me get to know these people first. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I, in some ways, I think I, it would be honest, it would actually nearly be better if you didn't know anybody. I suppose. I think you, I'd feel uh, less comfortable. Like, if I had to walk into a room full of my friends, like people I was close friends with, fully naked and perform a scene. I'd be less comfortable. Isn't that a strange social thing? Because I... in every other era, that would have been like a very strange thing for you to say. Because people like, yeah, you you can be naked around your friends. That's no, it's just weird post-Catholic Catholic thing. Because like, oh Jesus, like, no, in no. So, in some ways, <laughs> I feel like it maybe it w- was easier to be just walk in, just waltz in there. You don't know anybody. This is their first impressions of you. <laughs> You've laid set down a marker now for the rest of filming that like this is what this is who people think you are. Now you can be that person. Yeah. I mean, do you think just outside of scenes for like afterwards he just get naked because like you've already seen everything, yeah, whatever. I'm, yeah, he's I'm, comfortable this way. I'm the naked guy now, what's whatever. That's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just naked on set all the time now? You know? Yes. Um, so what's your Art Jesus moment? Um, I, w- I was going to say Chaucer's first intro for William, but we've kind of talked about that already, uh, as fantastic as it is. But it, yeah. It, it, it's the dancing. Like, not, not the scene where Kate and Chaucer are teaching William to dance. It's the, like the actual dance. The ball itself—it's so weird. It's yeah. like they played the it's, weird it's, it's head so, flowing. It's such an odd like because it just starts with somebody's just like uh, Sir Ulrich. Why don't you sh- treat us to a dance from Gelderland or whatever? And yeah. he's just, clearly William doesn't know how to dance, and also Gelderland isn't real. So it is actually. Is it? It's it's from the Netherlands apparently, and a lot of people in the Netherlands had a great time watching this movie because they kept on mentioning they go, because <laughs> oh. because I'm looking, I looked at a, a quote from the movie from a certain scene where they say Gilderland, Gelderland, and it was spelt like Gilderland, Gel, like G E L D E R. That's what yeah. I thought it was. Is it's Gelderland, but anyway. So yeah, it's anyway. a pro- real province in the Netherlands. Right. There you go. Well, okay. Well, if, in the movie, it's not real. Maybe it is. If no. Maybe Chaucer well, it had probably been there. Is because it's still based in the <laughs> Cha- real yeah, world. Chaucer probably just plucked it out of his brain and was like, yeah, I've been there once. That's a place. Yeah. I read it. You guys can't read, so there you go. Anyway. Yeah, it's the dancing. The whole dance is odd and strange and turns into some sort of weird synchronized dance routine number with a band playing close to being an orgy because how they move odd scene yeah yeah. and doesn't feel it feels out of character for william to like yeah just improvise a large-scale dance number in a ballroom that's 
that's just movies at the time. Like people just burst into dance. Kind of what yeah, happens. Yeah, I don't know. That's the scene that feels more like uh, they, they were like, well, Heath Ledger can do stuff like that. Like that scene in 10 Things I Hate About You where he sings walking down the steps. People love that. And we've got Heath Ledger. So let's throw him, let's make him do a dance rather than being like, William Thatcher doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> you know what it's I just... think is this? It, it was just their way of like simulating sex, basically. That was the first, like, this is their intimacy. They're basically coupled now. I think that was, that was the only intent, like, you know? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. But yeah, those are two uh, Jesus moments. Uh, should we go on to our final category? over now well um, I, I look how many times can you watch this movie and still love like how many movies out there that you can watch like six seven times and still go like yeah I can watch that again I'm okay to watch that again no problem like this is one of those movies because it's not hard it's just full of heart and humor great music great music hot, you could just have that on in the background hot cast I don't know. There's yeah. very few for me. I don't tend to rewatch movies that often, except for like Lord of Rings. Like, well, Lord of the Rings. I, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But like <laughs> movies that I love, say, right? There, there's some. It's it's weird for me. Like, there's some movies. The Breakfast Club, for instance, I adore. I've seen that yeah. a bunch of times. I've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy probably. I don't know. You know how many times I've seen it at this point. You don't want to admit how many times you've seen yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's other ones that are like. There's something about them that, like, I'm aware they're not good. Like, I've seen Aragon a bunch of times. Mm. And that's not a good movie. No, it's really not. It's not a good movie at all. It's not even, like, the books, I, I have, I've also read the books a bunch of times. And as, as derivative and kind of, like, bits and pieces of other books as they are, they're not great. And the movie's not even yeah. the movie is not even a good adaptation of a bad book. It's not even like loyal to the book. But I've seen Aragon like a bunch of times and I don't know why. Is it is it because it's easy watching? Yeah, it might be. I don't know. It's it's just like uh, yeah. Here's the thing, look. It's look. I think okay, and I'm not sure about a night's tale, but I think with Aragon it's because it has just like the hallmarks of all like things that I love. Alright? It's got like yeah. fantasy elements, it's got an attractive cast. It's got a villain who's just way over the fucking top. Uh, but it's mm. also like, it's like all of those things, but it's like way dumbed down so I can just have it on and I still get the like, oh, a d dragon, ha. sword fights, magic, yeah. without having to really go like watch <laughs> it and pay attention or something. But maybe Nice Tale is yeah. similar. I think so. I, like, I mean, look, okay, right. We both very much enjoy Nice Tale. But is it critically like one of the most best-made movie of all time? Probably not. No, it definitely not. isn't. It de no, it, like it's... There's a part of me as well that thinks, like we were talking earlier about like the soundtrack and the weird like modern things. I'm not a huge fan of the Nike thing. I think that's the moment where they're, it's just a bit too much. To be honest, I didn't realize what they were hinting at for the first five times I watched that. You didn't get it? Didn't get. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a mark. What the fuck are you on about? Go on. The Nike symbol onto the armor. But it, you know what's I, worse? Like, I'm a graphic designer. 
Yeah. Logos are my game. Yeah, <laughs> this is me going pretty bad. <laughs> but the, the, like that whole thing, like we were saying earlier, that oh yeah, it's actually pretty good. It's a cool thing. I, there's part of me that thinks maybe like we're probably being very light on the, 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 like certain elements of this film because we like it. Like yeah. if we didn't like this movie as much, we probably would be like, we probably would okay. at least question, like, why the fuck did he make a 14th century historic medieval thing and throw a fucking? Because yeah. it's been done in other movies and it's not. Yeah. it's just terrible. I get you, right? But one thing I think the movie does, like, they picked like three things. They wanted someone who was heroic. They wanted romance and they wanted comedy. And they really worked on those things. Those are the things that were important to them. And everything else was just kind of like background stuff. Like it was just setting. And I still think those things are... I think that's what makes this movie work. Because it didn't try to be anything more than those three things. You know? Yeah, no, I get you. I I think just... um, Yeah, but it's probably like... It's a case where like we like those elements of it so much, we're willing to be just like, yeah, the music's fine. I don't care about romance too much, to be honest. I do. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't. There's, um, not a, there's not a movie in existence that isn't improved by a bit of romance. And don't fucking sorry. Twitter, don't come at me with your once every fucking two months somebody pops in and gives starts giving out about sex scenes. All right, just shut up, you fucking yeah. weirdo. Well, I mean, I hated Jocelyn in this. I, mean, I think I made that very clear already. I just think she's garbage. There's <laughs> right. Okay, here's the there's the prime example. All right? right, nine out of every ten people don't like Jocelyn as a person. Yeah. I yes. I'm willing to be like, yeah, she's whatever. Because when I was a teenager, I found her very hot. She was and is. A Night's nice Tale yeah. is a hot movie, so I'm willing to overlook some of the, yeah. the dumber things. I mean, there. look, let's be fair. Like, <laughs> as talented as Heath Ledger is. There's also a decent chunk of, yeah, he's hot. People like oh, to watch yeah. this movie because yeah, he's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a hunk. <laughs> I mean, literally, the movie poster of his is him looking in the camera, smoldering, going, oh. It's just his <laughs> face. That's all they put in the poster is Heath Ledger's face. Yeah. That was it. No, he has a smolder on, like, frowny smolder. Like, it's, like, yeah, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, you know, and they have, you know, Mark Addy. Also a hunk. Yes. Oh, he was strong. I was strong then. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, look, um, Bessie. I don't know. You know, one thing also, I think I think the people on set probably had a good time. It seems like fun. I, I love that little tidbit um, because this was all done in Croatia. And so no one knew English. And when Paul Bettany, so this was when William was like, like hand to hand fighting, like with sword and stuff. And like he, you know, he spoke him up and said how amazing he was and all this kind of stuff. And none of the crowd reacted because they didn't speak English. <laughs> and then you, we just had um, Roland going, yes! And everyone's like, oh! It's like laughing. I just love it. Um, apparently, a lot of the extras as well on this were homeless people who just had a job for the day or two. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Just point, um, point of order before anybody hops in the comments to correct us. Czech Republic. Oh, sorry. My bad. 
Prime. Um, Prime. I'm sorry to yeah. all just, of our no, you, we don't, check. We're all, we'll just won't make a big thing of it. Just, just, just. No, look, I, I'll do it in the uh, thumbnail. I'll make an apology yeah, in the yeah, image okay. itself so people can see it. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. Um, that'll, that'll cover. Look, us. Just, cover us. Yeah. Look, yeah. You can just call us British one time, okay? <laughs> no, that's not an equivalent. Yeah, it's kind of a equivalent. <laughs> did did the did the Czech Republic invade Croatia and try and systematically eradicate their culture and existence from the world? Maybe. You don't know. Do you? Ah, there we go. <laughs> and if we both don't know, that means I'm right. Sure. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, folks, that was a night's tale from us today. Um, Owen, do you want to tell us what we're going to do next week? There's some people are going to love what's going to happen next week. <laughs> Coming up next on the show, it's a return of, well, what we discover, have since discovered was a favorite of many people's. We're Splitting <laughs> Hairs is coming back. It's, it's me versus Dan once again, movie versus movie. And this time around, we're doing... The obvious one, really, I think, that yeah, we had it's to the do. First on every list online. It's, it's everybody says it. Every, people have told us you have to do this yeah. next. We're doing White House Down versus Olympus Has Fallen. That's what's next. That's coming up next week. All right. Yeah. It's a ba- it, battle of the Save the President shootout yeah. in, in the White House. Gerard Butler versus uh, whoever's in the other one. Look, I'm just glad it's not Michael Bay and me getting another fucking seizure from you. Channing Tatum is in the other one, apparently. Fair enough. Why um, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx are in White House Down, so there's that. And Gerard Butler, I think, is in Olympus Has Fallen. There you go. There we go. Which one has uh, Morgan Freeman as the president? That's Olympus Has Fallen, I think, so... Oh, well, I, I took Morgan Freeman last time as president, so you can take him this time as president. I think, listen, we'll find out next week, shan't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, folks, that was everything. Uh, please like, subscribe, whichever platform you're on. Share us. That's really the best way um, for our show to grow. And that'd be very much appreciated. And yeah, um, we love you long time. And goodbye. Send us money. Asher Lowe. Give me a grant.